0: This is Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk where every week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry and discuss what's going on in our business. Plus we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week we'll be talking to Philip, the CEO of Quantox Technology. Adult Site Broker is proud to announce Adult Site Broker Cash, the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage. With Adult Site Broker Cash, you'll have the chance to earn as much as 20% of our broker commission, referring sellers and buyers to us at Adult Site Broker. Check our website at adultsitebroker.com for more details. First of all, today, let's cover some of the news going on in our industry. Jim McBride, CEO of nude celebrity site, Mr. Skin, has announced a $10,000 pledge of support to the Chicago Community Bond Fund, the Collaboration Theater Company, the Grey Matter Experience, and the nonprofit affiliated with Black Lives Matter in Chicago to bolster local communities. McBride said, when I launched Mr. Skin 21 years ago, it was always my mission to celebrate the human body and all its shapes, sizes, and colors. What we do has always been intended to be lighthearted and joy-sparking, and we've typically avoided addressing political and social issues. Today, however, there's a movement happening around the country and in our city which requires our energy and public support. Systemic racism and police brutality against people of color have plagued our city of Chicago for far too long, and we all must do our part as members of the community to make a difference. In addition to these donations, our company is planning to offer ongoing support of local Chicago charities through the regular volunteer work organized by our staff. Wilhelm Moranto, a San Francisco-based man who owned the adult classified ads website CityX Guide, was arrested Wednesday in Fremont, California by federal authorities following his indictment in Texas earlier this month in the most high-profile multi-state legal action since the shuttering of Backpage.com in 2018. Baranto's arrest and the seizure of CityX Guide, by authorities, who replaced the website with a law enforcement placard, is the first such raid since President Donald Trump signed FOSTA-SESTA into law in April 2018. The Backpage.com raids and seizures predated Trump's signature ceremony by only a few days. According to the Associated Press and the East Bay Times, the 46-year-old Moranto is being held in the Santa Rita County Jail without bail after his Wednesday arrest awaiting extradition to Dallas. The Texas indictment against Maranto was filed June 2nd and includes 28 federal charges, among them conspiracy, Money laundering and promotion and facilitation of prostitution. The indictment links Moranto to a network of adult-oriented websites like CityX Guide, Body Rub Shop, and variations of the name of the shuttered Backpage.com. Prosecutors also claim that in January 2019, Moranto sent an email expressing a desire to take over from where Backpage left off. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're selling a rapidly growing bukake pay site. The site started in 2015. This is a very rare amateur bukake site that's based in the U.S. The content features local, amateur, and never-before-seen girls doing gangbangs in bukake. There is no other site out there quite like it. It's very unique, and the style is in high demand. They've been able to be quite successful without much marketing, which leaves a tremendous opportunity for a new company to come in and build the site up even further. The sale also includes their Clip Store. Their retention rate is high, and the site has many loyal members. This is a tremendous opportunity for either an existing company or a new one trying to break into this industry. The site has been reduced in price to only $158,000, due to the owner looking for a quick sale and a move into a mainstream project. Now time for this week's interview. Today on Adult Site Broker Talk, I'm speaking to one of my favorite people in this industry, and in general, Philip, the Chief Executive Officer of Quantox Technology, the leading development and outsourcing company in the adult and affiliate spaces. Philip, thanks for being with us today.
1: Hey, Bruce. Always, always nice talking to you, and thanks for having me.
0: Um, now here's a bit about Quantox technology. Quantox has been doing development and outsourcing work in the adult and affiliate spaces for over 14 years now. Quantox has grown to over 250 people, including developers, programmers, customer support agents, virtual assistants, and more. They do all types of web and mobile development, including native apps. At Quantox, your employee, not to mention your entire project, won't suddenly disappear and run away in the middle of the night. That's because they're a company and not an individual. So you can count on the fact your project will be completed and completed on time and on budget. Their staff speak and write in fluent English, again, unlike many competitors. With a dedicated staff, your project will be done on a cost-efficient basis. And since they're offshore, you save money. They're frequent sponsors and great supporters of industry trade shows. So you see Philip, Vuk, Dan, and the rest of the Quantox team often. Philip, why don't you just tell us a little bit more about your company that maybe some of the things I didn't cover.
1: Sure, sure. I will be glad to do that. So, yeah, uh, next year it will be uh, 15 years that uh, wow. we exist and, uh, operate. So we are planning a big party. Everybody will be invited. Nice. Um, Yeah, so basically the company exists for uh, for the last 15 years. First couple Mm -hmm. of years, main focus was uh, basically working in affiliate industry as as, uh, one of the companies. And then basically uh, somehow we slowly switched to more technical side of things. And Mm -hmm. uh, I actually joined company like 10 years ago, and that's uh, Mm -hmm. when... Uh, the decision was made to switch co- focus completely on technical side and on development. I myself am software engineer, so mm-hmm. basically Vuk, or like how many people from com- from industry knows him, is a very good friend of mine from from childhood, actually. So wow. he called me today and told me that uh, basically he would have a very interesting opportunity for us to work together. And uh, well, the rest is history. Like ten, th- That was 10 years ago. We started Having uh, having me as the only developer, and then we have two managers. So <laughs> it was interesting hmm. setup. You have one guy who is coding, and then you have two guys managing him. But oh. uh, over the years, we managed to we managed to grow a bit. So uh, first, we started expanding uh, here in Serbia, where we are mm-hmm. actually based. And uh, right now, we have five development centers here in Serbia, and okay. we also expanded to some other countries last year. So we also have our own development center in. Macedonia and Ukraine. So, right now we are at something about uh, 270 people, maybe a bit more. And, uh, in total, we have uh, seven different development centers. So, a lot of coding going on inside our offices every day.
0: That's insane. Over 270. Wow. Um, so, how about you? How did you get involved in this business and to the point where you're at today as the CEO of one of the top development companies in the
1: world. Yeah, well, actually, it's, it's interesting. As I, as I mentioned, uh, previously, I was actually in the banking sector, uh, mm. working as a developer in, uh, in one big bank uh, here in Serbia. Mm-hmm. And uh, then basically, you know, when I switched uh, here to Quantox, um, it was like a logical thing that uh, uh, with... Uh, books background in affiliate mm-hmm. and adult industry, uh, our first clients came exactly from those industries. And sure. uh, then it's like uh, grow, grew organically because uh, we did our best, you know, basically uh, our first clients were usually close friends of ours. Mm-hmm. So, you know, making errors or mistake was not an option, obviously. <laughs> it has to be perfect. And, sure. you know... Then Once you do something well, then, you know, they go and recommend you to somebody else. And uh, that's how we slowly grew, like organically. In the first couple of years, I think we didn't even do so many shows or, you know, did any like professional Mm -hmm. marketing or anything like that. It was just like Mm -hmm. you finish one product and then you move on to the next one. And then you get like an email from somebody telling you, hey, I heard from a friend of mine working with you that you guys can do some, you know, coding for me and stuff like that. And, you know, that's, that's, how, that's how we grew. And uh, actually, even today, we don't have any professional sales team. As, as you know, it's, it's just me who can then, you know, mm-hmm. talking with our the conferences and, you know, discussing any opportunities, new projects, where they need our help and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. You talk about uh, references. Uh, there was uh, somebody went on Biz, and I'm sure you saw this the other day, and said, hey, can you, develop, can you uh, recommend a developer? And oh my, Quantox, 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 Quantox! Everybody, just about everybody, replied Quantox. That'll kind of tell you where you're at in the industry.
1: Well, yeah, I I, I think that uh, uh, f- first I, I I'm sure that there are many good developers out there and many good development companies out there, and uh, they would not dare to say that we are you know, better than the others, what we feel... Name three. (laughs) (laughs) What I wanted to say is basically what we feel is uh, perhaps our advantage is the experience we have in this particular domain. So basically what clients really enjoy when they start working with us is the fact that, uh, you know, they they actually don't get only like developers they get some kind of consulting because, you know, sure. whatever type of product they are trying to build, there is a big chance that you already built something like that, same or oh. similar. So sure. we can already share some experiences. We already know what are the potential pitfalls. You know what are the challenges, uh, and and things like that. So. That makes our estimations quite precise, you know, mm. which prevents later delays and stuff like that so I think mm. that's that, that's that's what makes like uh working with us a uh, nice nice thing for our clients because sure. you know they don't have come and explain us like okay, so I need to explain you how i don't know some affiliate dashboard works or you know mm-hmm. what's uh c p a what's c p c or what's, yeah, what's site or what's, what's nav like
0: what's uh What's, uh, you know, certain, um, you know, other platforms that people have to integrate?
1: When it comes to implementing and working with other partners, like, let's say, payment processing companies, we are already very familiar with all of them. We know people within all of these companies, you know, same goes for the hosting companies for the Mm alt industry, for example, and stuff like that. So, you know, Mm -hmm. when people come to us, they tell us, you know, okay, so we are thinking about working with this company. We already know who is the owner, who is the manager, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's easier for them. And we tell them, don't worry, we'll take care of everything. So. Yeah, exactly. Hey,
0: I mean, my own personal experience, uh, which I've told you before, but I'll, I'll say it here. I worked with many developers over the years. I got to say that I didn't leave one relationship with a good feeling. I've worked with you guys for years. You do all of my sites, you do my clients, uh, all my clients' projects and sites, and uh, not a hitch, not a problem. So um, Philip, what do you like to do in your spare time when you're not working?
1: Well, uh, actually, when I'm not working and when I'm not traveling, uh, I like to spend time with my family. That's definitely sure. priority number one. Two small kids and wife, so enjoying spending time with them. You know, mm-hmm. usually nature, hiking, and doing things, things like that. So, so that's that's number one. And then, and then the second thing that I that I try to do sometimes is actually do some coding myself. Because as I mentioned, like uh, my background is also like software engineering, and I used to be developer for many years. Which is again something usually helps me when I'm talking with our, you know, potential clients about new projects because they have one person to talk to about all the business side of things, but also technical side of things, which sometimes is easier and you know more straight straightforward. Okay. Uh, so I, I, I try to keep uh, you know myself involved in that world and you know use some spare time to do some coding or to just you know. Uh, read some new stuff and you know stay up to date with new technologies because everything is changing very, very quickly. Sure, sure. So you do coding for
0: fun? Okay. Hey, why not? Um, <laughs> I cannot say that my wife enjoys me coding. Oh, exactly, exactly, exactly. Boy, well, I'll tell you, Philip, spoken like a true tech geek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he 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 pleads guilty to that one. So, uh, you guys specialize in the adult and affiliate spaces, and I know you also have a number of Fortune 500 companies and Fortune 100 companies that you that you work with. But how important is it to deal with a development company that specializes in our industry?
1: Yeah, well, I I think it's it's uh, very very important because. Basically, what many people who are not directly involved in adult industry don 't know it 's very demanding when it comes to technology side of things, you know mm. like you have a lot of payment processing, you have huge amounts of traffic, uh, you have design and uh, coding that needs to be compatible with every possible device out there so. Uh, you have your campaigns that are launched, and during those campaigns, everything has to work perfectly because clients are burning ridiculously huge amounts of money for you know short period of time. So there's sure. there's zero error for mistakes and stuff like that. So so it can be very challenging. You know, sometimes we talk with uh, other development companies like here from Serbia that are working for some other industries, and you know mm-hmm. we realize that actually uh, our projects are quite quite complex. They're not they're not you know simple ones. So from that point of view, yeah. it, it really helps have somebody who understands processes, understands risks, understands like what are you trying to achieve with a certain product or a project and can help you with that. Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah. what's, I, what's new in the development world that maybe people uh, people like me who aren't really technical <laughs> Not at all technical. What, what, what's new in the development world that people should know about?
1: Well, uh, there are you know many new technologies coming like almost every year that mm-hmm. create a hype, and some are here to stay, and mm-hmm. some just disappear. Like uh, blockchain, for example, it was a big thing you know, like uh, I think two years ago and three years ago. And like Uh everybody wanted to do something with blockchain and everybody tried to basically put it as part of their project even when it's not necessarily needed. (laughs) But uh, as you know, crypto went down and then the demand Uh for blockchain projects also went down. So Uh it was kind of for a couple of years now, there are still projects that demand that but not not so much. And you know, same goes with some other technologies like uh, VR and AR. That's (laughs) like something that's always like it's it's still on the edge honestly i'm I'm not sure mm-hmm. what's going to happen. We had a chance to work at some really great v r companies and develop some nice products for them, and right. we know how how cool the whole experience can be. on the other hand, I know all the challenges that they are dealing with, and I'm really hoping that they will manage you know to to get through them you know and to and to have successful products so so yeah there there are like many many of these new things on the other hand, you know there are some some technologies and some things that Like in in some cases, the thing is about about technologies is uh, in some cases, you know, clients are always insisting that it has to be some super cutting edge technology. Hmm. At the end of the day, it doesn't always have to be the most important thing, you know, because sometimes it's better that you have your code and your code base uh, coded according to certain standards and best practices, uh, nicely organized, well documented, that you have a good team and things will work just fine, you know. You don't need some cutting-edge technology to make it work. Every okay. time, of course. Oh, that makes sense. So we talked a
0: little bit about this before, but, okay, uh, let's say I'm someone who's looking for development, and I don't know who to talk to, and we're talking, why would I pick your company?
1: Yeah, well, uh, of course, that's that's always that's always a challenge, you know, uh, to, hmm. to figure out uh, which company to work with because obviously you get to choose among many companies. Nowadays, there are also many agencies. Uh, they usually don't have their own developers, but they would offer you development services and then they would outsource it to somebody else. Hmm. So this is something that can be kind of uh, tricky sometimes because you have like two steps of <laughs> outsourcing. So a lot of communication yeah. if it's done properly. It can take a lot of your development time. Uh, On the other hand, uh, the other option is obviously, you know, uh, hiring somebody in-house or basically hiring a freelancer. Mm -hmm. Well, the main challenge both of these things is that if you don't have somebody who is capable of doing that uh, selection and interviewing process, then you don't know how to do it. So that's that's, that's the the first thing. So if you go on any freelance website and try to choose some developer you will see a bunch of nice profiles but how do you know how to pick any of those and they will be any good and same goes if you hire somebody in-house so yeah basically what what we try to do is obviously if we are talking about our industry We like to show our portfolio and that usually, you know, reassures people that like, if we are working with this, this and this company, it it has to mean something, you know, we try to be very transparent. We always like uh, kindly ask our clients if it's okay for our new potential clients to call them and talk directly. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's one thing that we like. So uh, we have absolutely no, no, no issues with that. So we always, you know, if you're onboarding a new client. They would like to learn more about us. I would send them a reference list of like five or ten well-known companies and their representatives and tell them, okay, just let me know which of those you would like to talk to and I will organize mm-hmm. a call. I don't need to be present on that call. You can talk directly. Yeah. So, And that, uh, that works pretty well. There are some, some other things, uh, obviously, that we can do and that we try to do on the sales side. But in most cases, you know, this is not, this is not a really big industry. So, you know, mm-hmm. if you do something... Everybody will know very soon so you, you, you better not yeah. do that and yeah. um, a simple yeah. Google a simple Google search takes care of a lot exactly exactly mm. well on the other hand what we like to what we like to mention as kind of uh, you know good side of working with a company like ours is that mm. kind of continuity and uh, right. uh, persistence that you get because you know you don't have any issues with uh, you know your Developer leaving the company, or your uh, I don't know freelance developer working with you, just stop answering your calls, which mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. more than you would like, to you know Because yes, we have a lot of clients. Yes, uh, it does. Uh, here it's, it's it's here it's 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 a bit it's a bit better because obviously first thing as I mentioned we are here 15 years in this industry so we are here to stay, and on the other hand like you know you get like a regular B two B contract company to company and then uh, we make sure that uh, even if you know I mean we are not uh, we are not wizards here obviously our developers sometimes leave company also that's normal thing Uh but you know certain processes which allow us to basically do a proper knowledge handover and you know make sure that uh, before that developer leaves company He basically does all the knowledge transfer to the next one that we, again, you know, handpick for your project and make sure that he's a good fit and stuff like that. So that's Mm -hmm. that's something that, and at the end of the day, you know, we have to make sure that things work well, because as you mentioned, uh, we visit and we like to support many conferences and we like Mm -hmm. to see our clients face to face, and I really don't. Situation where I will be avoiding any of our clients, you know. <laughs> I want situation where basically I will be happy to meet all of our clients and you know share okay. a beer and talk about their project or talk about whatever. Exactly. Um, so put yourself in the shoes for a
0: minute of a client. Uh, give us some tips and tricks when they're hiring an outsourcing company. What should they do?
1: Yeah. So. Um, Basically, like um, first thing that we always talk with our clients, with our new clients, is explaining them that outsourcing is two way street, mm-hmm. and they have ready for it. Yeah. So it's 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 not. It doesn't work in a way that you can just simply, you know, have enough money on your account, and they pay outsourcing company, and they are some kind of a black box that will, you know, just spit your product on the other side. <laughs> it doesn't work. So basically right. what you need to do and what you need to make sure is that you have a dedicated resource within your current team who will be, you know, in, and committed on a daily basis working with us. Sometimes right. it doesn't have to be really on a daily basis, but, you know, mm-hmm. basically it means that, you know, this person it's, it's best this is somebody who can be a decision maker, who can mm-hmm. make quick decisions, and who basically, uh, you know, has, has this kind of authority. Right. so this is, this is something that we that we always you know suggest because it's super important otherwise it gets it gets very tricky there are like different types of projects that we onboard. sometimes it's like new projects and uh, in in those situations it's it's enough if you can commit one of your product owners you know or one of your mm-hmm. managers from the company know the process well and then know exactly what they need and sure. sometimes you start working with new companies who already have their technical products and already have their tech teams in that case it's it's uh, very beneficial if they can you know uh, commit certain time from one of their lead developers to work with our team at least during the onboarding period so that's sure. that's something that, that we feel is is very important on the other hand when they start choosing the company I don't know, like uh, first you need to figure out what technologies you are working with or what technologies you want to start working with and then Mm -hmm. what's the domain you're working with and those are usually like two parameters that you can use to select the best company for you because obviously it's very good if they have previous experience in that domain and they need to have people who are experienced with uh, that specific technology that you will be working with. Okay. Now, what should someone expect
0: and not expect from an outsourcing company?
1: Yeah, well, that, that's a that's, that's, that's good question. Part of it, I, I already mentioned in, in my mm-hmm. previous answers, basically uh, what you should expect is uh, reliability, continuity, mm-hmm. uh, full support and understanding, flexibility and stuff like that, definitely. Uh, what you also expect is that basically they will warn you about certain potential issues and pitfalls because mm-hmm. they their job and that's their responsibility. On the other hand, uh, what you should not expect from them is to make business decisions for you. That's something mm-hmm. that you have to make by yourself. Right. So, which means that basically, from technical point of view, we can always, you know, tell you, okay, so this is not the best solution to certain problem because of this and this. On the other hand, we cannot tell you like you need to make this possible brilliant because your conversion rates will be bigger because that's mm-hmm. not what we do. We are helpers. We don't have experience in that area and we don't want to take that kind of responsibility on our side. Of course so, not. Those, the business decisions is something that you have to make. When it comes to technical side of things, we can always and we will always warn you if you feel that something should be done different.
0: Okay. Now, what kind of mistakes uh do um do people make when hiring an outsourcing company? Well,
1: uh, mistakes. First, uh, obviously, uh budgeting and costs are important for everybody. That's yes. that's that's normal. On the other hand, uh I'm sorry to say that more than once we had situations where basically, you know, clients will talk with us, You will give them some proposal, they will tell us, hey, we have this other company, you know, offering us SIM for much less time or much less money. Now, if it's for hmm. much less money, sometimes it's even possible that simply the processes and operations in this other company are set in a way that they can work for less money, and that's fine, you know. But hmm. if it's, it's less time, then please don't trust it. You know? Because... <laughs> You can build something cheaper. That's fine. Maybe, you know, sure. they, are, they are some other economy. Maybe, you know, they are like, especially like if that's some type of projects that they are specialized for, maybe they are like even, you know, more specialized than us. They can do it quicker, easier. That's completely fine. And, you know, mm-hmm. if they can do it for a better price, okay. But if they tell you that they can do it in less time, then, you know, don't trust it. And uh, mm-hmm. another thing that basically... That basically happens, that, that we see quite often, like we talk with a certain company, you know, and we try to give them some proposal, some estimation. But if we are talking about some big product, then it's a process, it takes time. So like the sure. first thing that you can do is tell them like, okay, this is going to be roughly six to eight months to build. And then you need to talk about much more details to come to the actual costs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, sometimes they come back to us and they tell us, hey, this other company, they offered us like X amount of money for this. And then I'm like, okay, but can you tell me how are they going to do this, this, and this? And they answer, we have no idea. Mm -hmm. And then I ask them, but how can they even give you a proposal if they don't know how they are going to build it or what is it that they are building actually? Yeah. So these these are some common mistakes basically because uh, obviously, I do understand people from other companies coming to us, they have responsibilities over there also, and for them, it's best if mm-hmm. they can go back to their shareholders or their boss and tell him, okay, so I got this offer, they are building for X amount of money, X amount of time, period. You mm-hmm. know, it sounds nice people, but in real life, it doesn't work like that. In real life, development quite more complex. It yes. usually has to be agile. You know, you can do some budgeting, obviously you have to do some budgeting, but it cannot be like that precise for long and complex projects. If you are building a simple WordPress site, of course, if you are building a new campsite or new dating platform, then it's a bit more tricky. Sure. So, so what
0: are the biggest mistakes development teams make and how do you guys avoid them?
1: Yeah, well, uh, basically, uh, what we have seen here, like uh, in Eastern Europe and also in Serbia, is uh, basically that a lot of demand for development is coming in from other countries and mm-hmm. there are many companies emerging on the market and what they don't want to do, they don't want to miss any opportunity you know, to, to get some project and get some client. Sure. With, that, uh, with, that, with those intentions, basically, they, what they do is they onboard projects that they are not capable of completing. Hmm. And uh, I really hate when that happens because, like, uh, right now, in the last couple of years, uh, Serbia is kind of a hotspot for developers. And mm-hmm. uh, so there are, like, certain regions and areas that people say, okay, these guys are really good developers, these guys are eh, so-so. And I would like to keep a good reputation, and that's why I always when I have like local conferences, I always encourage people and tell them, "Look, don't onboard projects that you cannot handle. Yeah. You know, don't ruin our reputation. Uh-huh. Do not benefit from it. You know? it's, it's just yeah. a small quick win, and then you know, you will you will have uh, much more on the bad side of things." So, of course, of course, yeah. So, um,
0: how, how do you avoid those problems? By just telling them not to take on
1: anything that they well, that they can't uh, handle. That, that's that's a good question. That mm. that's really good question because obviously obviously it's easy for us now to to tell that after fifteen years and you know completing so many projects
0: mm. now we
1: know exactly we can do what we cannot do. At the start it was not like that. It was it was much harder. I remember oh, even sure. myself. You know, twelve, thirteen years ago, like mm. I would get request for some new project. It would take me so much time just to estimate. But I think that yeah. is also the answer. Basically, you need to invest much more time in that initial research period and planning, mm-hmm. because like, mm-hmm. like, if I don't know, if 12 years ago, somebody would come and ask us to build a, I don't know, dating platform for them, I would probably have no idea what it was inside. you. Know? I would go and I would see the interface, and I would know from my experience how they look and work but I would have no idea like what's under the hood, what's, you know, mm-hmm. un- you know that, that, that other part. And that part is huge, like especially in dating. That's oh, why sure. I mentioned. So, basically, what you have to do in, in those situations is invest much more time in learning and also be very straightforward to your potential client and tell them, look, guys, we haven't done this before. We will work mm-hmm. our, you know, our best to make it happen. We will give you some better conditions, but we want to be fully transparent with you and tell you that we will need quite a lot of hand-holding from your side to make sure that we deliver. Because we are good programmers, we can code things, but there will be many things that we will have to work out together. Always best to to be honest.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. So how do you you choose the best technology uh, for my project? What, what, what do you do to make sure you're using the best technology?
1: Yeah, so basically when it comes to, when it comes to that part, uh, our policy is to try to use the most commonly used technology that will basically uh, comply to all the needs that you have. So mm-hmm. the, the thing is that uh, uh, basically when we build some new product for a client, we always try to make it in such a way that, you know, we don't uh, build something that will be very hard to maintain later on. So, you know, it doesn't always have to be like the latest and the best technology. Sure. It's better that has like a good uh, community, good knowledge base, uh, technology that has a lot of developers available and that, you know, later you can easily scale because obviously if things go well, you will need more people for that project. So, you don't want something to be able to find, but also like very very honestly and transparently something that if client decides to take his project and move to some other company, he will be able to do so that's 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 again something that's totally fine with us on the other hand, in some specific cases, requests are very um specific and they demand uh very specific technologies and actually mm-hmm. we had. Few situations and opportunities where certain platforms or parts of certain platforms they need to, you know, work like super fast or super secure Mm -hmm. or something like that. Again, strategy that we usually apply in those situations is okay, so if we have this segment of the product that needs to work like super fast, we can build only that part using specific technology, and then the rest can be built using regular PHP, for example. So if you need, you know, because why would you build the whole platform using, I don't know, Python, which is fast or Mm -hmm. something like that. If you don't have to, you can just build like one or two services that will do that. And then the rest can be your regular PHP that will be easier for you and cheaper for you to maintain. Makes sense.
0: Well, hey, Philip, I'd really like to thank you very much for being on Adult Site Broker Talk today. And I really hope uh, we get a chance to do it again soon. My broker tip today is part six of what to do to make your site more valuable for when you decide to sell it later. Here's more information on what to give to a potential buyer. How well has your content been protected from piracy and what steps have you taken to protect your content? Are you using a piracy takedown or monitoring service? These are important facts to know. What promotional tools do you offer to your affiliates? The more tools you offer, the more successful your affiliates will be. What is your traffic breakdown by country? Tier 1 countries like the USA, Canada, the UK, Germany, and Australia are the most preferred. Add in anything else that will add value to the sale of your property that you can think of, such as what custom scripts do you use? What content management system software is on your site? Do you use billing or affiliate software like NATS or MPA3? What is your retention rate? How you retain your members is of the utmost importance. How many joins and rebuilds do you have per day? Do you buy advertising? And if so, what kind? Can your content make more money in the DVD or VOD markets? Or have you already taken advantage of this opportunity? How much did you spend to produce or buy the content that's on your site? What do you believe the content is worth now? What's special or different about your website? How is it unique? Make sure and include a list of all of the websites you're selling in addition to any domains that come along with the sale. Is there anything that adds value to the sale? Provide them with any additional information upon request. Before giving a buyer any information, have them sign a non-disclosure agreement. If you use a broker, the NDA will be provided for you. Good brokers, uh, like Uh, adult site broker, have a large resource of potential buyers that are looking for properties just like yours. And they know how to deal with potential buyers. They will also negotiate the terms of the sale, such as price and any payment terms. Before closing the sale, find a good escrow service to make sure that both the buyer and the seller are protected. Of course, we have those resources. We'll talk more about this subject next week. And, Next week, we'll be talking to Jason Hunt of Merged Media and Fresh Crowd. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Philip, of Quantox Technology. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman.